You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, we have a rather heavy passage, 2 Thessalonians 1, 5 through 12. Paul writes this in verse 5, starting in verse 5. This is evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering, since indeed God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction, away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might, when he comes on that day to be glorified in his saints and to be marveled at among all who have believed, because our testimony to you was believed. To this end, we always pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you, and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is writing this section to comfort this church that he loves so much. Again, they're being persecuted, and he writes to encourage them about the reward that they will receive for their suffering. Paul doesn't just write to tell them about how God will deal with them, though. He also writes to explain what will happen to those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Today, God's justice seems to be embarrassing for some Christians. A God of wrath who will punish evildoers does not fit into the version of Jesus that the world would want to embrace. Sometimes, sadly, Christians have softened Jesus or even been sort of apologetic about his anger. We have no right to obscure any of Jesus' future works of judgment, which really means that we have no right to obscure his character. Whether it's teaching annihilationism, which says that opponents of God merely go out of existence, or teaching that all people eventually end up in heaven with God, false teaching about God's future judgment abounds. Now, I want briefly to point out three features of God's future judgment according to this passage. First, God will repay unbelieving persecutors of the church with affliction out of vengeance. I'll say that again. God will repay unbelieving persecutors of the church with affliction out of his vengeance. As they are oppressing the church physically and emotionally, God will return this affliction onto them in due time. This affliction that they receive will be eternal. Why? Because they're not just sinning against mortal man, but they're sinning against immortal and holy God. Romans 12 tells us, it's a promise that says, I will repay. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Second, the second feature of God's future judgment of the wicked. The wicked will suffer eternal destruction. It's eternal. There will be an element of always dying in torment, but with no finality. The suffering is eternal because people have rejected their creator in the first place. And then 
they've rejected his gracious offer of peace with them. His gracious and initiated offer of salvation by his own beloved son death, son's death. God has been so gracious to send his son. The earth didn't call for his son. He sent his son to rebels. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. God sent his son to a world that rebelled against him and offered peaceful terms to them, and they rejected his son. This is why the punishment must be so severe. The question isn't, how can God be this harsh? The question is, how can man be this harsh toward the Son of God to view his death so lightly when it's been offered so graciously? Third, the third sobering feature of God's future judgment is that they will be away from the presence of the Lord and the glory of his might. Now, believers will be with Christ to behold the glory of the Godhead. That's what we'll experience when we're united to Christ in heaven. When the scriptures refer to this, this beholding of his glory, they assume that we will be utterly fascinated by just looking at God and beholding his greatness. This beholding of God in heaven for the believer will bring eternal joy, eternal love, and adoration from our hearts that will never diminish. Now, you've heard the expression, you don't know what you're missing. That statement will never be as true as when it applies to the people in the lake of fire who are separated from the fascinating glory of God. Now you might say, well, they didn't want God on earth, so what's the big deal about being away from him in hell? So they didn't want him on earth. What's the big deal when he's not with them in hell? Well, I'll remind you, they may not have wanted God on earth, but every millisecond of every day they ever lived, he was supremely gracious to them. He gave them breath. He kept their physical bodies together. Any joy that they experienced in life, marriage, a raise, a vacation, art, whatever it was, any joy that they experienced was because of his common grace. They will receive none of this in hell. Remember in Luke's gospel where the rich man begs for even a drop of water? People eternally punished by God will plead for one tiny gift of God's common grace, and they will not receive it. They will suffer for 72 million years and never be closer to relief than from when they started. I know this is a sobering reality, but I want to end today's podcast with this thought. God will take care of his believers for any suffering that they've experienced for his name. And he will punish those who have rejected his gracious offer of salvation. May this reality sober you and draw out from your heart thankfulness that we worship a gracious and just God. And may it draw from your hearts an, an, an urgency in warning people of judgment and an urgency in pointing them to the grace of Jesus Christ whose death can cover their sin and give them righteousness before God. May this give us thankfulness, but also an urgency. The word of God is heavy. It's important. It's true. And we should respond according to it. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. 
And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.